0: going on my fellow a plusers welcome back to a brand new episode of a plus more phenomenal your weekly stop for your power rangers and super sentai review and news right here on our youtube page a plus opinions guys thank you very much for joining me it is i as always your more phenomenal host adam perez and we are in fact back with a brand new episode ladies and gentlemen so thank you very much for popping in today and joining us to go ahead and tackle your power rangers and super sentai news and reviews today i hope you guys are having an awesome weekend i I can't lie um leading up to noon today has been rather hectic um just trying to get any last minute stories that i want to go ahead and kind of talk about i did some pre-prepping in the beginning of the week here um, but um, getting everything kind of put together before uh, i go live on saturdays is usually rather hectic but we made it we made it we are in fact back and we actually have a pretty stacked show for you guys today we're going to be getting into beast morphers episode number 11 for you guys along with boom studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue number 43, we're going to be reviewing both of those for you guys, a little Leonardo Ramirez talk, and also some talk about Tracy Lynn Cruz from Power Rangers In Space, and a ton more, guys. So we've got a ton of stuff planned for you guys today. Um, Also, um, over on our YouTube page, uh, if you go over to our Community tab um, over there, if you want to go ahead and submit your questions, feel free to go ahead and do so. Uh, We'll go ahead and tackle all your questions towards the end of this particular episode video. Uh, And if you are joining us here in the live chat, feel free to go ahead and chat amongst yourselves. Go ahead and submit some chats in if you want to. We'll kind of pick out a couple of comments uh, throughout the particular episode. But if you definitely want your comment or question answered, if you definitely want it answered on air, feel free to uh, go ahead and throw in a super chat or go ahead over to our community tab and certainly submit your question. So uh, let's see who's actually in the chat with us today. Some quick shout outs because you know we love to give our shout outs for all the support that we have around here Uh, Zachary's in the house Um, okay sexy Ford, you keep changing your name now it's girls are sexy I'm just gonna call you sexy I I like I rather prefer not to but you know what I'm saying good morning sexy people I think that's just your I think that's your stick now I think that's exactly what uh, what you're known for now sexy so uh, mr. Porter's in the house as always Uh, Zachary says happy pre NYCC weekend that's right Zachary you are gonna be at New York City Comic Con next weekend if I'm not mistaken Uh, hopefully get Getting some signatures, some autographs from Ryan and everybody else that's going to be there. Pick up some great exclusives, man. Uh, Johnny Marrero, thank you very much for popping in. Who else is in here today? Uh, Let's see. Edward Sanchez, not Ultra. Uh, Nandith. I feel like uh, Nanditha, excuse me what's up thank you very much for popping in good to see you um i feel like i see you every now and then not very often so i appreciate you actually popping in this week doomsday's in here tony robinson ultraman gabriel I, sailors in here man i i gotta tell you man I, I appreciate the love and the support each and every week for you guys today I, I truly truly do but let's get into it guys because we can't stay here all day unfortunately as much as i certainly would love to let's get into some power ranger talk for you um i really need to get like a graphic that comes up for like the beast Morpher reviews and stuff i really need to work on something like that so anyway let's go ahead and jump into it man beast morphers episode 11 i gotta ask you guys a really serious question here though can this show get any better Like, can this show literally get any better? I feel as though week in and week out, this show continues to just sort of top itself from what it did previously. Uh, From the great acting, the great storyline that we had this week, even the idea of supplanting uh, like a moral of the story, right? Or like a life lesson to learn. Like, even if you have one of those moments in this episode, which we really do in regards to really the idea of forgiveness and lies even though you're trying to go ahead and push sort of, um, you know, the, the lesson of the day, they managed to do it in such a way to where they still surround that message with just great action, great characters, great chemistry, great storyline. Uh, it's all there. It's all there. So let's go ahead and break it down. Um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about really a couple of things that really stand out to me here in this week's episode. Um, the introduction here uh, before we even get to the title sequence was something that I truly, truly love to see. Um, you know, we get our A little bit of a training montage um, as we get to see our team over at Riptide Gym, and we've got Devin doing his leader thing and actually leading these sort of training exercises here as we see Ravi and Zoe blindfolded with their like kendo sticks and things like that, really kind of doing some practicing of their own. But I really love getting the opportunity to see Devin really kind of step up um, in in that regards, right? I feel like that's one of the things that I've been asking for Devin to do just a little bit more is just show some leadership in regards to his team. And we get to see him here really preparing his team for certainly what's to come uh, and just simply uh, making them a little bit better. But love the intensity, love the action little piece that we wind up getting in here. Um, So yeah, I I really love how they highlighted Devin just at least as a leader at the beginning of this episode and I also love how they continue along with Devin's love for video games right I mean every time that we saw Devin in the beginning half of this season he he had his face just glued to his phone or glued to a video game system so the fact that they carry over that storyline for Devin in here uh, I believe it's him actually getting a brand new VR system which is funny because I'm actually considering trying to get me a VR system for this upcoming holiday as well so me and Devin certainly have that in common but I love that. I love to see at least that the writers haven't forgotten about some of uh, Devin sort of best qualities as well. So and what also is really important, I think we should certainly take away from this. We do have to remember that this certainly is a kid show. So anytime you get the opportunity to show uh, a life lesson or how to do things properly, I think is always great. And the important fact that. um that Devin, and this this might sound minuscule to some of you, but the fact that Devin alone mentions that he actually saved up his money on his own to purchase the VR system, um, I, I thought was just really great. And just a really great plug, like, hey, kids, learn how to save your money properly, right? So that you too can get something great in your life if you handle your money wisely. So uh, I really do love just how they utilize Devin here for the beginning intro. And again, the training, the training scene, I, I absolutely love. But let's continue to talk a little bit about Devin here, especially with Zoe this week. Because, honestly, uh, Rory and Jacqueline, they really stole the show for me in here, along with Liana Ramirez. Um, uh, But I do want to talk about Devin and Zoe first. So we do see Devin wind up getting his VR system. Um, He wants to go ahead and actually try it, but is immediately called away to go ahead and fight the enemy. Uh, And he winds up leaving his VR system in the hands of Ben and Betty, of all people. Like, the moment you know Devin hands it over, you just know. Like, you just know how things are certainly going to turn out. And it doesn't fare very well whatsoever Like I know Betty is like Oh, it was an accident Wasn't an accident though Like I, I know it was an accident But did you have to wear it? Like I feel like that's just extremely rude, right? Like, hey, can you keep this safe? Yeah, sure, no problem, buddy And then as he walks away He just opens it up And you're like, yes Like the moment she put it on You know that things certainly Weren't going to go very well And it doesn't As she winds up breaking the VR system But what I love about Zoe this week is ...is the fact that she steps up and really shows just how kind-hearted she certainly is, right? I mean, yes, she does tell a little bit of a white lie... I think that's what true friends certainly are supposed to do, right? You're supposed to stick up for your other friends. You're supposed to kind of go up to bat for them when you feel as though they're certainly in a terrible situation. So I certainly don't fault Zoe whatsoever for maybe telling a little bit of a white lie to really kind of cover cover up for Bennett and Betty. Maybe that's maybe this is me just telling you all bad lessons and what to do, right? I'm pretty sure no, no lie is certainly okay. And that's what, certainly what they highlight here in this week's episode. But you can clearly understand. Understand at least Zoe's point of view and where Zoe's certainly coming from in the idea of like, hey, I'll take one for the team, right? If anything, if 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 Devon's gonna be mad at anybody, let him be mad at me because I know he's gonna be mad at you guys. So uh, again, when it comes to Ben and Betty, I love them as a comedy duo and. The idea that they use them properly in this week's episode as a part of the storyline, uh, I continue to really be impressed in how they utilize the co- the co- comic duo instead of just leaving them there just for comedy purposes. Uh, but Zoe really stepped up here in this week's episode. You can clearly tell what the relationship is like between her and, and Devin. The fact that she wants to take one for the team, I think, sp- speaks just very highly of who Zoe is, certainly, as a character. She seemingly puts others first, certainly, before her. Herself, um, And I think Jacqueline Soslowski is just doing an amazing and incredible job um, as Zoe in here. Um, but when we do find out, and also, I also love Devin in the fact that he actually reacts in a way, initially at least, initially. He reacts in, in, in a way that I certainly wasn't expecting. Um, so when Zoe does mention to him, like, hey, I accidentally broke it. Can you ever forgive me? I, I was kind of laughing at the screen a little bit, like, no, he's not going to forgive you, Zoe. Like, he's going to be pissed. But the fact that Devin showcases his leadership skills here, at least in this particular brief moment, where regardless of what happened to his VR system, the fact that Zoe's like, oh, I bumped my head and I accidentally broke it. The fact that Devin's first notion is to be like, are you okay? Like, is are, like I know the VR system is broken and you hit your head, but are, are like, are you okay? Uh, and I think, again, that really speaks volumes as to just who Devin is as a character. Now, I can understand also Devin getting mad at Zoe or getting upset like, hey why would you lie about the situation? Like, just come out and completely tell me. Uh, This situation really was just like one gigantic sort of misunderstanding and really just sort of miscommunication between the two, right? Because once Devin does understand why Zoe did what she did, we do get ourselves a a wonderful sort of apology speech from Devin at the end of the day. Like, hey, I I get certainly why you said what you said. Zoe even apologized for the little white lie she wind up giving to Devin also. Uh, and best friends forever BFFs at the end of the day they wind up sharing a nice little smoothie I don't know what it is a little like like some sort of pineapple orange I was like I need to go to meet some Riptide Gym I I need a smoothie today today guys um but look Rory and Jacqueline, as Devin and Zoe this week, uh, stole a show for me. Uh, absolutely loved just how they built up both of those characters uh, and really utilized their storylines. Because you guys know I've been asking, can I please get some Devin-centric episodes in here? Uh, and I think it, it, I think this episode did a really good job for both of those characters and really pushing them forward in their storylines. And really just their personalities in general. So I was really, really pleased uh, with those two characters as well. Uh, let's see here. Um, you know what, let's get into some Blaze and Roxy talk here. Um, it, I, you know, I'm waiting for Blaze to get that upper hand. Uh, Blaze right now seems as though he's the avatar with like the least amount of luck that things just aren't turning around for him. Uh, Roxy, on the other hand, is definitely the one to certainly take the initiative at the end of the day. I mean, look, you know, Blaze tries to outdo Roxy from last week's episode. Uh, Unfortunately, he fails at the beginning of this. Not only that, but he winds up getting his like Giga Drone tablet or something like that destroyed. Also, I mean, you want to talk utter failure blaze just did not do anything whatsoever, didn't do anything right here in the beginning of this episode and because of that weakness we get to see roxy take full advantage of it this week and i gotta say just from a technical standpoint of production for the show the musical score like i don't know if that's roxy's uh, theme or not like just the eerie creepy music or if that's just a subdimension theme but when Roxy is on the screen I feel as though they go out of their way to really show that she's a formidable uh, villain along with just a very menacing villain as well from the the eerie music from just the Uh, tilted camera angles whenever they shoot her Um, you know whenever they're filming her in a sense they do a really good job of making Roxy just feel certainly a lot more important and specifically a lot more wicked uh, at the end of the day like when I look at Roxy I don't know why it is but I think of like a Disney villain almost almost like a a-, a Maleficent, if that makes sense. Like just her aura about her, 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 her facial expressions, um, how she carries herself, how she expresses herself. Um, it's very animated uh, in how she comes across on screen, but that kind of stuff really sinks me into just paying more attention to her. Um, she did have a great line in here where she was talking to the gigadrone or the, the monster that she created this week, um, who was a, a tool, if I'm not mistaken. I think he was a wrench and he has the ability to disassemble Um, You know, uh, mechanical parts. She's got a great line in here where she turns to him and she says, learn how to aim you tool. And I just thought it was funny because he is a tool. Get it. I mean, it's corny, but it made me it certainly made me chuckle for sure. Um, but yeah, the Roxy character is just one of the best things on the show right now. Um, she's such a true villain, menacing, wicked, all at the same time. Anytime we get the opportunity to see her, unfortunately, um, and we see Roxy actually take advantage of Blaze's situation, and with the help of Scroggle, who I gotta give a shout out to Campbell Cooley, also who does the voice for Scrozzle. I, I honestly really love what he's bringing to the show. I know I've I, I know I've I've made fun of Scrozzle in the past. Look, I don't I honestly and I'll continue to say it. I don't think Scrozzle makes it. Out of either this season or at least maybe by season two I, I do expect maybe Roxy or Blaze to maybe turn on them. but again that's just my just, just my theory I don't really know how everything turns out but I'm really loving the chemistry between Scrozzle along with Roxy here in this week's episode is she like there's a moment where Scrozzle's trying to explain his plan and then Roxy's like enough or like cuts him off and he's like how rude like I, I really love what Campbell Cooley's at least doing with the voice of Scrozzle so it, it certainly should be interesting to kind of interesting to see what happens going forward between those two um and then we do see roxy actually acquiring her second ability right she did get the i believe she did get the gorilla beast powers last week this time she managed to catch the uh, jackrabbit powers as well so if anybody's doing their job correctly it certainly is roxy who if you ask me, I think she's in, t- in due for uh, a promotion. I think she's in, she's due for a promotion for sure. But I'm a, a big fan uh, of the team up also this week of Roxy and the Monster. Uh, and we're in a lot of new locations and everything in regards to the show. Um, quick honorable mention in regards to that: to the whole idea of new locations. There's a lot of original footage in this episode, guys. There's a lot. There are maybe a few um, Super Sentai scenes of like action pieces with the Rangers fighting. Uh, Just a few. Um, But majority of this is a lot of original footage. And the reason why I bring up Roxy and the monster specifically is that in the... Television show for Go Busters, the Super Sentai adaption, or the Super Sentai version, I should say. There is a monster that is a tool monster, very similar to this one that we have this week, that also has the ability to sort of disassemble things or break things apart. But what's fascinating though is that Hasbro this week, they didn't use any of that monster footage. Like I- I'm pretty sure they just recycled the um the monster costume, or maybe they did a different version of the monster costume, but they took the concept of the monster and they really made just brand new original footage for this week which I thought was absolutely astounding um they did use uh clearly obviously uh, Super Sentai footage for the Megazord battle as well but I honestly feel like 90% of this episode was just all original footage and you can kind of tell from just the storyline that they wind up having that this, the storyline that they wind up telling this is how a true adaption should certainly be right I don't feel you should be a copy and paste from what you got from Super Sentai um, and the fact that Hasbro, again, is doing their part in creating brand new footage and really pushing that envelope on what they can create instead of utilizing from Super Sentai I think is really important for the Power Rangers series going forward and it makes me think that in the future Hasbro will probably be doing something something where it's almost a hundred percent uh original footage and their own original content so um hey keep it up Hasbro keep it up they're certainly doing everything certainly right here in this week's episode um a couple other quick honorable mentions we did get ourselves a brand new Megazord combination uh Nate and Steel wind up putting together their Zord to create the Striker Megazord, if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's the name of it. Um, and also, quick honorable mention goes out to the Giga Drone detectors that we see Nate actually creating here in this week's episode. Um, our Rangers have the job of not only putting these uh, Giga Drone detectors together, but also putting them around the city so that anytime a, a Giga Drone is about to be transported, they can kind of give it's almost like a heads up alarm system to kind of let them know that something is certainly approaching their way so they have time to certainly prepare but that's really where the story of the week comes in as to why Devin believes that Zoe was lying right I believe it's uh, Zoe goes to help Ben and Betty put theirs together which they do successfully but the monster this week disassembles it and when we see Zoe and Ben and Betty come back this is when all the accusations start hitting right like they like poor Zoe and them went out to get ice cream and stuff they're just enjoying their day off you know after working hard and things like that and everybody's like how are you gonna get ice cream you're not even Gonna work like look at look he just left this mess behind sort of thing so it is always funny to me when friends and teammates are just quick to immediately sort of like blame somebody or not trust them like of all people like you really think Zoe is like a slacker like what what has Zoe done all season long to make you think that she's not a hard worker or wouldn't go out of her way to actually put something together and get the job done so when she comes back and everybody's hounding them I'm like come on guys like do you you really think that Zoe's going to lie to you guys about something like that? So it really caused a huge debacle, and it's moments like that that I'm just like, mm. I feel like it's almost like forced, um, a forced confrontation just for just for story purposes. Because I'm like, at the end of the day, guys, you shouldn't come down on Zoe as hard as they certainly did. But regardless, going back to the Giga Drone Detectors. I'm really hoping. I'm really hoping, and crossing my fingers, that these detectors lead to the GoBusters countdown clock that we got from the Super Sentai series. Um, so, in Super Sentai, for those of you who are not familiar with GoBusters, their command center does have a countdown clock that they can detect when. Giga drones are coming into their particular dimension. So they can have a time limit of anywhere between like three minutes, five minutes, 20 minutes, 40 minutes sort of thing. But the clock pops up on the screen and just adds to an element of intensity, almost like uh, an extra added element of um, something's at stake at the end of the day. So I'm really hoping that these uh, gigatron detectors allow us for beast morphers to also get our own sort of countdown clock or situation because I do think it will definitely heighten the intensity of this particular show so that's just me crossing my fingers so hopefully that is definitely uh, what we'll get but guys overall in regards to this episode another thrilling episode of Beast Morphers um, Hasbro is certainly outdoing themselves so far I can't re- there's maybe only one episode this season that I wasn't the biggest fan of and I actually still like that episode but it was just kind of like a eh. like it was almost I think it was episode two because it was coming off of such a high for episode one but ever since then this show has been stellar if you ask me so guys if you know any MMPR fans that are biased about wanting to give beast morphers a try Please continue to do your best to at least give them some positive reasons to go ahead and check out this season, because I do think that they definitely will, in fact, be pleased. So, um, again, these are just my A-plus opinions, guys, in regards to Beast Morphers Episode 11. At the end of the day, I always want to know yours, so please go ahead and comment below at the bottom or in the live chat and certainly let me know what you guys thought about Episode 11 of Beast Morphers. Um, And with that, uh, just a quick little hiatus, let's go ahead and actually jump into some real quick here it's really important that you guys pay attention to this because Liana Ramirez guys Liana Ramirez is in fact dropping her very first novel titled The Secrets Within Me. Um, she's been posting it all on Instagram, all on uh, Twitter. And you know, we love to show our support for Leona Ramirez, who's doing a fantastic job over, at Rox, uh, over as Roxy on Beast Morphers. Uh, we did go ahead and interview her a couple of weeks ago. Fantastic interview, just a, a sweetheart to certainly talk to. And she's got a lot of passion for what she wants to do and a lot of goals in her life. And one of her goals has always been to become an author. And she's finally getting her opportunity. And she's going to be having a book called The Secrets Within Me dropping for you guys October 7th. But the wonderful thing is is that the book is actually on pre-order Right now, guys, so check it out. The secrets within me. If you go over to Amazon right now, there is a Kindle edition um, that you can go ahead and download for $8.99. Uh, and the synopsis for her book is right there. It says for 17 year old and Maggie Davis, everyone in her life knows her biggest secret except for her. After Maggie is almost murdered, her Egyptologist father takes her from her quiet rainy town in Seattle to Egypt in an attempt to seek refuge. After meeting R.J. Hicks, her father's witty business partner, and Carter McLean, the only person her age within miles, she quickly realizes that everyone in her life, including the neighborhood cat, has been lying to protect her from mythological forces that were once her father's bedtime stories. That actually sounds pretty cool if you ask me. Now Maggie must discover what her big secret is before an ancient deity kills her and everyone she cares about. This new young novel was written by young. Hollywood actress Leonora Ramirez. She is known for her role as Roxy, the evil Yellow Ranger, in Power Rangers Beast Morphers, and as Casey in Starlight, produced by her, uh, produced by the executive producer of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. She did actually mention Starlight also, so I'm gonna have to check it out. I love me a good horror film. Uh, but yes, go ahead and check it out again. This is actually located this on Amazon. The secrets within me. There is a Kendall edition. You can go ahead and order it if you'd like to. Um, and again, I think she says the paperback edition will in fact be available October seventh, guys. So um, when you go to Amazon, see if that Kendall edition is actually available now. It may not let you read it actually or have it available for you until October seventh. Um, but look, again, you know our support for Liano Ramirez. We love pushing anything that she's currently in development with um so yeah definitely a big supporter of hers here is at here at a plus more phenomenal so it's definitely guys go ahead and check that out um so let's go ahead and dive real quick into what some of you guys are saying in regards to episode 11 of beast morphers get some of your guys' thoughts um along with hey let me let me know if there's any excitement for you guys in regards to leona Ramirez's new book um and just so you guys know if you are fascinated in actually ordering uh, or pre-ordering the secrets within me, um, I've already went ahead and put a link to the Amazon site in the description box below, guys. So go ahead and click on that and go ahead and show your support uh, for Liana Ramirez. So um, awesome, guys. Let's go ahead and jump into the the live chat real quick, see what we can pick from here and, and talk about this week. Sorry, I think it's like jumping all around the place for me. Uh, let's see here. What are you guys saying today? Um, Sexy says funny that in GoBusters, Red Ranger freezes when he hears chickens, whereas uh in Beast Morphers, devin freezes when he sees dogs, which I'm glad that we actually haven't had the opportunity to see that weakness in quite some time. I honestly haven't been the biggest fan of some of their particular weaknesses. Um at least when it comes to the Red Rangers, everybody else's uh I'm okay. Like the blue Ranger overheating, uh yellow Ranger sort of losing all her battery and all of her momentum kind of thing. So Um, I, 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 Devin's really the only one that really throws me off. Uh, Toku is, uh, in here today along with JB says, what? Thank you very much guys for popping in as always. I appreciate it. Uh, Zachary says stop abusing Ben and Betty to hell then I think um then I think Beast Morphers will be better um I don't think they're abusing Betty and Ben at all I, I almost feel as though that's almost what you're using the comedic duo for right like is to put them in all just the craziest sort of situations um but they do manage to actually use them for me at least I think uh significantly well in Beast Morphers at least compared to some of the past uh, com- uh comedic duos that we've definitely been having. Uh, Gabriel says uh watching beast morphers and seeing how much i like it makes me want to go back and check out go busters um yeah if you haven't if you haven't checked out go busters gabriel certainly go ahead and do so i know here at a plus more phenomenal we've been trying to do uh go busters uh reviews also uh but we we've just been so busy here it's been hard to kind of catch back up but we're, we're 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 trying to i promise we're trying to i promise there's just a lot going on right now uh let's see here <clears throat> Uh, Doomsday says, I actually completely forgot Devin loved video games until I watched this episode. Yeah, it's one of those things that you can forget. And I think it's simply because of the fact that Devin just hasn't had enough screen time, uh, honestly. Um, Not Ultra says, I like the serialized storytelling with continuity without copying the beast powers. Uh, I like that that wasn't forgotten about. Um, yeah, and, and again, it's one of those things where it's like there are continuing with the storyline, right? Like, I, I feel as though with past power ranger episodes it's almost like one episode one and done right it's almost like even though it is sort of it's it's almost like one episode is just confined in its own thing they really struggle to kind of make a continuity throughout the entire arc of the story for this season and i think they're handling it handling it extremely well for beast morphers quite frankly um sexy says i noticed Ravi is ripped on the show. Was it to match his Sentai counterpart, or uh, he or just likes to, or he just likes to work out? Was his bicep power in GoBusters, or it's just for Power Rangers? um No. So the bicep power wasn't GoBusters. Also, he did have the ability to become extremely strong. And if I'm not mistaken, there are moments in GoBusters too where you do see like him, him like inflate and get bigger in a sense too. So that's definitely there as far as Ravi goes, and in, in regards to being ripped. I just think that's just Jasmine. I think Jasmine, because I think Jasmine is also a model, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So he's got to keep himself in really great shape. So hey, Robbie uh, or Jasmine, if you're out there, if you got any workout tips for a brother, send them my way, please, man. I'm trying to get on your level at Jasme. Let me know. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, Mr. Porter. Interesting. Let's see what Mr. Porter says uh, without 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 the curse words. If I can pull this up. Dang it. I lost it. Where'd you where'd it go? OK, he's uh, Mr. Porter says, so I think Devin is a bad, le- a bad leader. Uh, he's too cocky and quick to anger in episode one. Uh, yes, Blaze was a a-hole. Devin wasn't blameless. Then in episodes coming up, uh, it gets worse before it gets slightly better. Um <clears throat> I mean, the way that Devin certainly came across, especially in episode one, definitely was a little bit more of a cocky on the arrogant side, in a sense. Um, I can't blame Devin, though, here in this week's episode, because I will give him a pass for his initial reaction. Right. I mean, the fact that his VR system got broken, but he also realized that his friend in Zoe might have hurt herself and break and hurt. I say breaking her head and hurt hitting his hitting her head instead of getting mad and yelling at them without caring about her 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 safety he asks about her her health like how are you doing are you like are you okay even asks about Ben and Betty in a sense so because of his initial reaction being that of a cool calm collected being concerned about his friends I'll give Devin a pass for him being upset later in the episode when he realizes that he was kind of lied to at the end of the day. I mean, yes, it was harsh. Don't get me wrong. But when you realize that somebody's lied to you in regards to this system that you saved up your whole entire money, I don't I don't blame him. I don't blame him. But I love the fact, again, it also shows the true leader of somebody who can understand their faults and go back and apologize and be the bigger man certainly for it. So, Yes, I will say in the beginning of the season, he did certainly come across as kind of cocky, um, especially in his confrontation with Blaze. Um, but I'm hopefully hopefully expecting to see Devin uh, continuing to grow as a leader um, and showcasing himself a little bit more at the end of the day. So hopefully, Mr. Porter, Devin will definitely um, change your mind in regards to it. But we'll certainly have to see. Again, I haven't gotten past Episode 11, guys. Uh, Not Ultra says, I also thought that the moral of the day flowed very nicely to the main plot compared to last week. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. Um, that's what we said at the top that I, I love the way that they have the moral of the story um, in there. And, the, you know, even though it sounds like it's a simple moral idea, it's one that I think a lot of kids out there certainly need to understand that it's like a forgiveness is a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's OK to forgive people instead of jumping on their back lies aren't okay it's okay to forgive uh and 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 move on past things so i I really enjoyed it i really like how they put it all together uh let's see here Uh, JB says what they may have back up I wanted to see a struggle without the weapons yeah that would have been nice to have seen maybe the beast morphers at um at a disadvantage um but it was quickly sort of dismissed um Sailor says I like when Zoe lied about hitting her head Devil was more concerned about her than the VR system yeah I definitely um Oh, and then JB says, well, I think he knew Zoe was lying. Um, yeah, I, I think he maybe had a hint, but he couldn't quite put it together. Right. Because when even when Zoe comes back from putting together the giga drone and he's he's like, hmm, well, that's funny, because last time you also. Right. So he's he's putting the pieces together for sure. So, um, yeah, he probably did know that Zoe was lying or at least some, that something was certainly up. Uh, not ultra says I thought Zoe really shined this episode and I like that she stepped uh, I like that she stepped up this episode I really liked her character more after this episode she was really sweet when stepping up for Ben and Betty yeah Jacqueline sislowski continues to impress me as Zoe on a weekly basis um, the fact that she got a little bit of a, a shine here this week I thought was great um, and again it does highlight her personality in regards to just what she's willing to do for a friend even if it means putting herself out there to, to be the one to kind of get the brunt of it it all at the end of the day so uh, yeah I definitely agree uh, Johnny Marrero winds up saying uh, today's episode of Beast Morphers really felt like an episode from the original Saban era uh, and I love it due to the new set location that was awesome what do you think Adam yeah so we've actually had two separate um, uh, set locations right we had a set location change last week in the uh, the sewer drain if I'm not mistaken um, and this week also we wind up getting ourselves some brand new locations also so I really love what they're doing Doing. they're definitely changing it up um, they're trying to certainly make it different um, and I got to agree with you Marrero this uh, this season is feeling more like original Saban era they're, they're giving us these moral themes yet they're also allowing us to have some great storytelling doing things new and original again I talked about it like I felt like 90% of this episode was just all original footage um, and again I think that's is um, that says uh, that says a lot Ultraman and this is a perfect response to that Ultraman says three cheers for the Hasbro era. Hip hip hooray. <laughs> so yeah, I definitely agree with you, Ultraman, in regards to that for sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna keep calling you sexy four. Sexy four says Liana equals bay. <laughs> uh let's see here. What else? Um, I mean, I can't lie with in regards to that. Uh, Zachary Levi says she mentioned it during your interview Adam yes she certainly did Um, over in our interview she did mention uh, the secrets within me that's one of the things that I wanted to highlight in regards to her interview uh, was to give her the opportunity uh, opportunity, uh, and platform to go ahead and really push what she's certainly creating for herself so I I was really impressed Uh, Gabriel says uh, Liana Ramirez is one of those actresses that you can tell loves her job Uh, there are many actors her age that are good actors but you can tell they only do it for a paycheck Liana's not one of those yeah i really feel as though liana does a really great job of fully putting herself in these characters and embracing these particular roles and it's fascinating because i've read uh interviews with liana where she said prior that you know she went out to play the zoe character when she was um Uh, auditioning originally um and she didn't get that role and then they called her back to do the role for Roxy and she said I believe she said at the time that she just she didn't know just how to portray the character of Roxy so she just went out there and just did it and if this is her portrayal of Roxy I I gotta tell you I'm absolutely impressed with just her talent to be able to come up with something like that for her character so I, I thought that was absolutely amazing uh, Not Ultra says extra thoughts. When Tooltron took apart the Strike Morphers, uh, would Nate and the Steel Demorph? I would assume s- so. I would assume so. I would assume so. Uh, Edward Sanchez production says Zoe is the best. Yeah, I, I cannot. I, I definitely agree with you for there. Uh, there for sure. Really impressed with what Zoe certainly doing. Uh, Johnny Morero says, hey, Adam, are you going to NYCC this year? Unfortunately, no, uh, I will not be going. Unfortunately, um, I've tried. I've tried, but uh, not not this year, not this year. Um, Johnny Marrero also says I really love Roxy's sass in this episode she's got spunk Liana is one beautiful villain <laughs> uh, yeah most definitely hey Lupin Green is in here also what's up Lupin Green thank you very much for popping in uh, RGD is also in the house uh, I, I definitely appreciate you guys coming in and Dextran uh, is in here as well I've, uh, some new faces I am really appreciating the new faces I appreciate it guys um, and Devin Williams has popped in he also says Hasbro really is a savior for Power Rangers Beast Morphers but I feel like they should listen to the fans for some more ideas for Power Rangers going forward Um, and I do think that Hasbro certainly will listen to fans I mean I'm not saying I just certainly don't think that they're not listening to fans now I think coming into the season of Beast Morphers this is also again you also have to understand this is their very first show for them live action Power Rangers so there certainly will be some learning curves in regards to that but even in their first series alone I feel as though that they are Addressing some of the concerns that the um, that the fan base has certainly had, and concerning just how popular this series definitely has been. Uh, I, I certainly do think that they're definitely doing something uh, right for sure. Um, and Johnny Marrero also, is, uh, and I, I missed this before, hashtag Roxy rules, hashtag Roxy for Red Ranger. Hey, maybe someday, maybe certainly someday. But, guys, I'll go ahead and get back to some of the live chat here in just a minute. But I do want to go ahead uh, and knock out another story here that I found rather interesting for you guys. Um, because I think we've had talks. Look, we've had talks in the past uh, couple of weeks here uh, really about – What can we expect after Beast Morphers, right? I think we've been throwing around the idea of potential uh, upcoming Super Sentai series that can be adapted. Uh, And I feel as though consensus-wise, I feel like there's a really big push uh, for Q-Ranger for some people. Again, this is not excluding all the other ones that I hear. Zuoji or I know you guys are out there. But Q-Ranger tends to kind of pop up again in regards to the idea of it being maybe utilized as sort of this in-space maybe anniversary, right? Like if they wanted to kind of do a space theme once again for an anniversary season, uh, maybe Q-Ranger would be that to kind of utilize something from uh, In Space or Time Force or whatever the case may be. But the fact that we're talking about it now is fascinating because ComicBook.com recently just had a sit-down interview with one of our past Power Ranger In Space Uh, actresses. Uh, Our actress here is Tracy Lynn Cruz, uh, most notably known as Ashley from Power Rangers Turbo along with In Space. Um, And she sat down with PowerRangers.com and reveals what she would like to see in an In Space Reunion. So, there's a couple of quotes here that I definitely want to go ahead and bring up to you guys, because uh, I don't. I honestly think this would be hella fun, and she definitely seems as though she would certainly be up for returning uh, if that was an option. So, a couple of quotes here. She says, "I would absolutely be up for an in-space reunion," is what Cruz said. She says, "I think we all had a great chemistry together. Uh, we see each other during these conventions, and it's just like." Uh, you were saying it's kind of nostalgic. I would absolutely love to. I mean, where else do you get the opportunity to be able to do what you love? You know how how many people can say that? That was our beginning platform and to pay homage to that and going back to it is certainly, rewar- uh, certainly rewarding. It's nice. Um, she also goes on to say that I think it would be interesting to be able to pick up and say 20 years later, Um, She says time has certainly passed. Uh, She says, but let's do that uh, and see where they are as adults. She says Power Rangers as adults and being able to have those secret moments where you run into each other at the mall or whatever it is that we're doing and say, hey, you remember that time kind of doing that and reestablishing the connection? I think that would be fun where it's like where they are now but in space uh, i think that would be neat because obviously we're not going to pick up where we left off and be like well only one year has passed you know that's not going to work but i'd like to see 20 years from now and pick up from there like andros and ashley did they get married are they married did they have kids kind of thing um so th- those are definitely a few questions that i think fans would certainly uh, like answered according to comic book now uh, comicbook.com i should say Um, But um, I I really do love Tracy Lynn Cruz. Uh, I'm glad that she's... I feel as though she has been on the convention circuit for quite some time. Um, I believe she has been doing a few... Um, interviews as well as of late i think she might have one with hashtag over the past year or so now with comic book heck I'm, i might have to shoot my shot and see if i could try and get me an interview also uh, considering all the in space and q ranger talk that we've certainly been having here so we'll definitely uh certainly uh, have to see how that turns out but uh i, I really love her idea uh, there's one fantastic thing that i uh, that i love and it's the fact that we get to see a lot of our past power Rangers still very much in love with this particular franchise um, I think that they are also though very smart in understanding that power Rangers also is now in a new place than certainly what it was under Saban right I feel like now that Hasbro has its ha- has it as its own property I feel as though opportunity is out there more than ever for, uh, for a lot of these past Power Ranger actors to finally reprise their role. I feel like Saban might have been a little bit too tight when it comes to his his wallet, um, maybe a little bit closed-minded in some of the ideas that you really could potentially do with this franchise. And again, I'm not saying that this means they're going to be having an in-space reunion. Uh, by no stretch of the imagination is that what I'm saying. But the potential is there. The potential is certainly there. You've got somebody in Tracy Lynn Cruz who just went out there and just said, hey, I would love to come back. And you've got Power Morphicon where you've got all these returning actors and actresses every year. You can easily approach them, Hasbro, and try and put something like this together. Um, And Tracy Lynn Cruz brings up really great points, right? What would it be like to see some of these characters 20 years later since the last time that we've seen them? Uh, Because I think the last time that we saw them live action was what? Like andros in forever red uh but other than that maybe that's really about it um i think maybe tj's popped up along with uh cassie a couple times uh, from from in space i think legendary battle maybe um but i really would love to see them a little bit more and just a, a a much bigger group if that's certainly possible so it really excites me it really excites me to see that tracy would love to come back um i absolutely loved what uh she did as ashley as the character um i actually became more of a fan of hers as ashley in space than I did in turbo Um, and I think it had a lot to do with uh, one I think this since it was the second season for uh, for for Ashley you got a little bit more comfortable with her as a character she had a really great arc uh, especially with her and Andrews as well so this is something that I definitely would love to see so it's great to see that Tracy has come out and at least put it out there that hey Hasbro you know if you guys ever want to do an in space reunion count me in count me in, in a sense. So hopefully others uh, will definitely come out and talk about what they certainly uh, would like to see as well. So um, I do have another story that I'm going to go ahead and jump into real quick uh, for you guys. Uh, Let's see here. Should I jump into the, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just knock this out. And let me just go to the the live chat, see what you guys are saying, at least in regards to Tracy. I did see some Tracy uh, things pop up there real quick. Uh, gabriel says if they do a uh, in space reunion i hope zane came comes back uh, zane was the goat; the greatest of all time interesting i don't know if i would put zane up there gabriel but hey i'm not i'm sure if, if that's who your goat is hey man more power to you for sure but i i'm in agreement with you i definitely hope that they do have uh in space reunion for sure uh, let's see here um, sexy winds up saying i love tracy lynn Cruz, aka ashley she's so hot and one of my favorite female rangers of all time i got super excited when she and astronomer uh, posed a- as each other she tracy was uh was very sexy being and being a villain or being evil i should say yeah that was a really great moment seeing her and astronomer actually pose as each other that was actually pretty fun to kind of see honestly um uh, jb says what says she is still the same drop dead beauty she was 20 years ago you're absolutely Absolutely right Uh, JB says what I'm telling you I don't know what it is in the Power Rangers water or whatever they're drinking uh, but some of these Power Rangers from years past look as great as they absolutely have to this particular day so I don't know what her workout regimen is I don't know what her facial cream is but yeah Tracy Tracy Lynn Cruz is still looking as fine as she was 20 years ago for sure um so yeah her her smile definitely brightens up the room I, I really hope that they manage to bring her back for sure Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Tony says, does Ashley still have her turbo powers like TJ? Uh, Does TJ still have his turbo powers? Uh, Last I saw, I thought I saw TJ as his in space form in the reunion. I don't remember ever seeing the red turbo powers from tj at least it's been a minute so i think if anything i think ashley would probably still have her in space powers i don't know about her turbo powers though but good question for sure um uh, uh sexy says uh we need power rangers in space 2021 2020, uh 2020 2021 please hasbro um yeah i don't i really don't know what they were gonna i don't really have no idea what they're gonna do i really don't um that would definitely be interesting uh, let's see here. Uh, RGD says, "Will there ever be another kid ranger like Justin again?" That's a good question, RG. You, you it's pretty fun that you that you um that you bring that up because um I believe comicbook.com also had an interview with Blake Foster um who played Justin in Turbo and I think that question came up for him as well, like will there ever be another kid ranger? I don't know. I'm actually surprised that we've only had one, if you ask me. But I don't even think – I think maybe because – but this is like 20 years ago, right? The fact that maybe – I don't know. I don't think Justin was that well-received. So maybe they think to themselves, maybe we shouldn't pull the trigger on that. Who certainly knows? Um, uh, Johnny Morero says, Tracy Lynn Cruz for Q-Ranger Adaption for 2021. I hope Q-Ranger gets announced as a new adaption. Um, yeah, I, well, again, I don't know if Tracy Lynn Cruz would actually be – uh, an official member like one of the rangers herself i mean it'd be cool if she comes back as like some sort of mentor or not uh, but if they do do a q ranger adaption i would like to see her have at least a cameo coming back similar to that of what um uh, jason is certainly doing with mighty Morphin power Rangers, just perhaps maybe a little bit bigger um uh zill nation one what's up or is that z nation uh one what's up he says what's up a plus opinions good to see you uh appreciate it as well thank you very much for popping in definitely for you guys today first one up guys oops i didn't you know what i messed this up look at me hold on one second let me add this i gotta get my beautiful face in this camera real quick hold on let me set this up i thought i had this set up see what i'm saying when i talked about the idea of like it was getting so crazy hectic for me this morning Was trying to like get everything just bear with me here just a second y'all there we go looking good looking good i I hope the rest of them are (laughs) i hope the rest of them are together like that probably not knowing my knowing my luck but guys listen we finally have some details that are coming out in regards to this future Mighty Morphin Power Ranger um, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, team up that we're going to be getting. Uh, this article actually comes from uh, PowerRangersNow.com uh, uh, where it has issue number one in details for you guys. Um, it uh, The article reads, it says um, that this comic is actually hitting stores December of 2019 it says the issue will start a brand new storyline where two of the world's most popular superhero teams must cross over to fight the evil team of shredder and the green ranger uh it says uh, that uh this crossover says it will be a six issue story arc written by ryan Parrott, uh, the same writer behind mighty morphin power rangers and gogo power rangers It says the comic book will also continue the story, or it says the comic book story will be in continuity, I should say. There we go. The comic book story will be in continuity with Power Rangers in Space TV show episode Shell Shocked, which aired back in 1998, uh, which, if you recall, is in fact the Power Rangers in Space and uh, Ninja Turtle Team up episode, I believe uh, even uh, Venus, if I'm not mistaken, like the female um, Ninja Turtle was in that episode, I could be wrong because there was like a live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show back on at one time, thus why we wind up getting this this team up in the first place back in 1998. So the fact that this says that this comic book story will be in continuity with Power Rangers in space episode shell shock really fascinates me. Uh, It does make me intrigued that if this is going to be in continuity, um, if we're at Power Rangers in space, um, how, how, how what are we doing with Mighty Morphin Power Rangers here on this cover? So I am fascinated in regards to that for sure. Um, to see exactly how they how it all kind of comes together, um, but fear not; th- these are just a couple of the variety covers uh, that you get. So the one to the left here, where you see, yeah, the one to yes, this way over here. Bam, bam, bam. Uh, that's just going to be the original cover for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue number one, set to drop December. Uh, the one on the other side, uh, this one is a variant cover with Raphael, uh, and they also offer other variant covers with all the other Ninja Turtles as well. So you've got Michael, uh, Michelangelo, Leonardo, and Donatello as well. So big things are certainly in store. Um, this actually makes me want to go back and watch that Power Ranger um, shell-shocked episode once again before going ahead and reading this comic book. Um, I do believe if I'm not mistaken. I do believe that they will have the issue number one maybe available at New York City Comic Con. I believe that's what I read in last week's episode. Um, so I, I could be wrong in that. I could be wrong in that. Uh, but something tells me that it is available like a couple of months in advance before it actually is available to the public uh, at the comic book store. So uh, go ahead and check it out. Boom Studios got a ton, a ton of comic books that they're actually coming out with. They also have like um, the Psycho Rangers. I think it's called like Psychopath, if I'm not mistaken, uh, coming out as well. Um, so they're, they're they're just throwing out a uh, Boom Studio comic books left and right for Power Rangers. So I'm gonna be really intrigued to kind of pick it up. Um, so don't worry, it is a six-issue um, story arc. Uh, so we may actually go ahead and uh, review that here for you guys, also uh, for a plus more phenomenal. But speaking of reviews, guys, we gotta tackle this review. Uh, this was the brand new epi- uh, brand new issue this week of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers issue number forty-three as we continue along with the Necessary Evil storyline. I gotta know uh, for, for for the for those guys out there, for you guys out there. Who's actually reading uh, the comic books at this point? If you are, go ahead and certainly let me know uh, in the comment section box below or over in the live chat. Because I did go ahead and recently just pick this up. Uh, I love I love the look of this uh, this cover. Honestly, I know you guys can see it over there, but I want to show you just from what I have. But, yeah, so that's issue number 43 um, that actually just came out uh this past weekend so this is the brand new episode brand new issue so i highly recommend going to your local comic book store or if you want to go ahead and get them digitally uh, you can certainly download them digitally as well and give them a good read um but this was another issue that i was a really big fan of this week um look i miss Porter i know you stopped reading and i know you're not the biggest fan of dane but man i gotta tell you Dane comes out here like a man possessed this week. Um, The writing in here is absolutely incredible. There's something about how Ryan, when he writes, especially specifically in this episode or this issue, I keep saying episode, especially in this issue, there's something that I love about having Dane sort of, well, is it Dane? No, it's not Dane that's narrating it. I believe it's Kimberly that's actually narrating Um, Kimberly and Zordon that's narrating the battle between Power Rangers and Dane. Um, And the fact that we start off with the beginning of this episode where we've got Billy coming to Zordon and just apologizing for getting their ass handed to them by Dane is unbelievable. Um, I believe Billy just like the first panel of it is like, so look Zordon, this is what happened. And then you get just this huge narration As you get to see Dane single-handedly taking out all of our Power Rangers. I mean, with the finesse, with the quickness, no hesitancy, this man has planned his stuff out accordingly. Um, That's what we talked about in the previous uh, issue that we reviewed. That Dane was scouting everybody, what their powers were, what their weaknesses are. So that when he does have the opportunity to meet them here in this week's week's issue, it's like, that was a breeze that was a breeze um and he really goes ahead and takes it to them he knows exactly how to take each person out of their battle i think he blinds roxy i think he blinds rocky um he winds up breaking the hand or breaking the thumb of kimberly so she can't use her bow Um, He manages to kind of seclude and take everybody out of the picture so that he can have the White Ranger one on one by himself, um, knowing that he's probably not as formidable by himself without his teammates around, even teleports themselves to a different location so he can have his way with the White Ranger as well. So uh, Dane came into this battle extremely prepared. Uh, and it definitely showcases that here beautifully in this week's episode. Uh, I think that Rocky has a fear of like bees. I think he has like the a bunch of bees attack him. Um, he knows that like that's, um, that, um Aisha is like very much a rogue That she's going to kind of go out on her own. So he makes sure that he takes her out first. He pretty much takes out all the newbies to the Power Ranger group first and then deals with the veterans in just uh, an incredible fashion, quite frankly. Uh, but what I do find fascinating also is that at the end of the day, when Tommy is, in fact, defeated, T- Tommy's a mess. Tommy is a mess after this uh, brief encounter that you can see uh, that you can see here, actually um after Dane whoops his butt we do see that Tommy is in really bad condition here but what's fascinating to me is that Zordon is fully aware of who this Dane character is I don't know if I don't know if Zordon knew going into this battle that their enemy was going to be Dane because I feel like if he knew it was in fact Dane that he probably would have prepared them maybe just a little bit better than certainly what they were prepared for um but Zordon does let him know like hey I do know of this guy um I do know of lord zed assassin that he has and he's no pushover I, I probably should be you know better preparing you guys for these kind of situations and so now we find our power rangers here with their backs up against the ropes um and really needing some help and what i really love also at the end of this episode is that help could potentially come in the form of the omega rangers um or hopefully it does um i do love the fact that we get to see kimberly Picking up the phone to go ahead and call Trini. Now, if you recall, Jason, Zach and Trini are now the Omega Rangers. They're off planet. They're also trying to save their world while keeping their own actions very much secret. And our current Rangers thinking that they're still on their peace conference tour. So we get to see Kimberly here trying to reach out to Trini, who has been MIA. Uh, Kimberly mentions the idea. She's left messages. um, She's left text messages or whatever the case may be. And Trini just has not gotten back to her whatsoever. And Kimberly understands the situation that they're in, that now that Zach, Trini, and Jason are no longer a part of this team. There is a struggle. Like, there is a struggle to get Rocky, Adam, and Aisha on board. That same chemistry, right? Things are certainly not the same. And that's exactly what Kimberly makes a reference to in here. Like, guys, I, like, I, we appreciate the extra help that we have, but we need you guys back. uh You know, she even mentions the idea, like, it feels as though you guys are ignoring us or just up and left when things got tough you know like we're we're feeling like you guys just dropped us And and sort of left us behind. So there's a lot of emotion behind Kimberly, and really where she understands that this Power Ranger team is that that it's really at its most dysfunctional at this particular point in time. So I I don't know if Trini's gonna answer the call, and her and the Omega Rangers are certainly gonna go back and help out, or if they certainly keep to themselves and keep everything that they're doing certainly a secret. But I'm just really loving the emotional level that we're seeing here from our Power Rangers. The action is certainly picking up. I'm loving what Dane is certainly doing in regards to um, taking our Rangers out of the picture in here and really putting our Rangers up against the wall uh, to putting them in really terrible sort of situations. So, uh, again, the the emotions and the secrets that are certainly taking place in here definitely gets me excited uh, for where the storyline is headed. Um, In regards to the Omega Rangers here this week, um, they do defeat the Queen that they were going after last week. Um, because the queen actually has captured somebody that has um, obtained new abilities from the morphing grid. Um, you, you, they do recall that the big storyline here is that now that Shatter shattered grid is over, the morphing grid has been pieced together, but since it was shattered, there still are cracks in the morphing grid, and morphing grid energy is seeping through those cracks and going across the galaxy and creating brand new monsters or creating and giving people brand new powers. And so the Omega Rangers are out in the galaxy to stop those people that are being created from the energy of the morphing grid um, and trying to bring them to justice and just make the universe a much safer place. So the queen in this episode has captured somebody that has acquired incredible powers and has really sentenced them. I don't want to say sentenced them, but has put them in a terrible situation to destroy planets and use their powers for evil. But the Omega Rangers do come in this, uh, do come in here. Uh, they go ahead and stop her and they do save uh, the alien. Uh, from being captured but what's fascinating in here is that we have the blue emissary that regardless of this particular slave or this particular person being captured and forced to do these things regardless of that the blue emissary still looks at him as sort of a guilty man and is very much in the sense of you still need to be locked away regardless of how much you're like you want to be forgiven. For your actions. And this is something that definitely causes some sort of confrontation, some butting heads between the Omega Rangers and Blue Emissary. And I do think eventually at some particular point in time, there will be a conflict between the Omega Rangers and the Blue Emissary. I don't think everybody's certainly on the same page in regards to how we want to resolve this particular situation that we're currently in. So I don't know what it's going to take for the Omega Rangers to step up to the Blue Emissary, but considering just how powerful the Emissary is, I don't know if that's a, a risk or a challenge that the Omega Rangers certainly want to go up against. So uh, I, I I really love where this necessary evil storyline is definitely going. I'm loving how GoGo Power Rangers are sort of connecting into all of this. Um, this is for me at least I I'm assuming I look at I definitely look at this as sort of the main title of the comic books for sure. So this is really where all, for me at least, the the greatest action, the greatest storytelling definitely comes into play here. So, guys, if you had the opportunity to check out issue number 43, certainly let me know what you guys thought about it in the comment section box below or even in the live chat, guys. Um, And so certainly go ahead and give me your thoughts in regards to that. Uh, Let me go ahead and jump over to the live chat real quick. um, See what some of you guys are saying. If there's any of you out there reading the comic books. Uh, Let's see here, because we did talk a little bit about uh, some of the Power Rangers or the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Also, Uh, Gabriel says, Gabriel winds up saying this Ninja Turtles crossover is giving me flashbacks to when uh, in space crossed over with the next mutation. Um, Yes, that was the title of the live action show, the next mutation, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But yes. And again, uh, Gabriel, to your point, uh, they did say that um, the story will fit into continuity with that particular um, uh, episode as well. Uh, Johnny Marrero says, I hope the turtles become Teenage Mutant Ninja Power Rangers. Who knows? Maybe we who knows? Look, it's a six. It's a six issue arc. Um, Who's to say that we certainly couldn't get ourselves some sort of like power up modes for the Ninja Turtles at some particular point in time. So we'll have to see. Uh, Zachary says Venus was in Shell Shocked Adam. Yes, that's what I thought. I thought that Venus for the most part was in there because I do believe that Venus is actually the, the new um, Ninja Turtle they created specifically for uh, the next mutation live action show itself. So that's why she was certainly in there. Um, sexy says great to see Devin and Robbie sparring in the Riptide gym I hope when Jason returns for the team up he checks out the gym and maybe does a session with the Rangers that would be really awesome right like I would love to see Jason walking around Riptide gym and be like man this just feels so familiar to me and then maybe starts giving some karate lessons to kind of end off the episode I would be completely on board with that I like where your head is at for sure in regards to that uh, Zachary says, "I am sure reading the comics." Um, Gabriel says, "I want to start reading the comics." Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out where a good starting point off would be for you, Gabriel. Like for me, I think when I came on board into the comic books, I started just before Shattered Grid, uh, a few months leading up into Shattered Grid. I think they were still focusing on the Power Ranger team from the 1960s, where Grace Sterling. Uh, was considered one of the first female red rangers at the time Um, that had to be like an issue 20 or something like that of, of power rangers of mighty Morphin power rangers so for me maybe start off with that storyline get get to be familiar with the grace sterling character a little bit or maybe even go further back um and start off you know what I'm sure they've got trade paperbacks. You could probably start from the beginning and work your way up because i was going to say maybe even the very first Lord Draken storyline because Shattered Grid is actually, I believe, the second appearance of Lord Draken. So if you want to get some of the past history, um, definitely go ahead and check out maybe the first uh, appearance of Lord Draken and that storyline in general. Uh, Mr. Porter goes ahead and just says, hey, uh, for those of you wanting to know where to get digitally, um, the legal site uh, is Comicsology. So, yes, if you if you don't have a comic book store near you, but you want to go ahead and collect the comics or at least read them, you, you can go ahead and download them digitally. Um, sometimes I'll pick them up from Comicsology. So thank you very much, Mr. Porter, uh, for bringing that up for sure. Uh, Zachary says, start from the very beginning, Gabriel. So that's his uh, recommendation from you. I said the very first uh, Lord Draken storyline, but Zachary says it's, it's definitely worth starting at the very beginning. Uh, Lupin Green says, uh, 43 was freaking amazing. I like how Dane fights strategically like he knows all the answers of the test and writing them with no difficulty. Yeah, it's almost like this guy just has an amazing just sort of upper hand. Um, I mean, look, it always helps when you can sort of blindside the Power Rangers when they have no idea that you're watching them all this time. Um, You know, because he has been scouting them for quite some time. So uh, you're absolutely right. I thought I thought 43 was freaking amazing. That's a great way to put it. Uh, JB says, what? Says, I need to get into the comics. Yeah, you certainly do. Again, I don't know if, look, again, I don't know if these comics are even considered, like, true canon, right? Like, I don't know if Hasbro's like, yeah, if you read these comics, guys, this is all the actual adventures that have happened in Power Rangers. I don't know if this is all canon or not, but I'm going to tell you what, for me at least, canon or not. It really does help establish just Power Ranger lore um, and continuity in certain aspects and just, just adds a lot more layer of depth to characters that I don't feel that I get in the television shows, if that makes sense. So this really just heightens my experience for a lot of these characters. Uh, Zachary also says start from the very beginning. Uh, it honors yet changes what we know of Power Rangers. I have read every arc. So there you go, Gabriel. There's, there, There's certainly another one that, that suggests from the very beginning. Uh, Lupin Ranger says, uh, Lupin Ranger, (laughs) Lupin Green says that moment when Kim talks to Trini through voicemail about how she's afraid because she thinks they're going to die. Yeah, that, I mean, you want to talk about just like chills and goosebumps. Uh, Again, they're just really diving deep into just the emotional aspect of what it means to now have replacements on the team from your original team the chemistry not being there people not necessarily getting quite along very well right like there's a there's a growing there's a growing pains here there is a learning curve here um and tommy's in terrible shape now kim feels very much desperate very much alone um their teammates have up and just sort of left them to their own devices in a sense so yeah i can see how kim would be very much down on that particular situation for sure All right, guys. So now that we've done that, I'm going to go ahead and actually jump over to some of our live questions for you guys today. Uh, It is about that time now. Why not? Let me go ahead and pull this up. So I'm going to go ahead and go over to our community tab. Uh, Guys, again, if you have not... Um, subscribe to us yet yeah, on our YouTube page. What are you guys waiting on? What are you guys waiting on? Go ahead and click that bell notification also once you subscribe. So anytime we drop a brand new video, guys, you certainly will be notified. And hey, if you're over in the live chat, guys, if you're liking these videos, if you love what we're doing here at A Plus phenomenal, do us a favor, especially if you're in a live chat talking amongst yourselves, hit that like button real quick, guys. Hit that like button. Share these particular videos. Let people know you love yourself some A Plus phenomenal so we can continue, continue to grow our community here as always and I think James over even in the live chat says I hit that like button thank you very much James uh, I really appreciate everybody showing love uh, for our live stream each and every week so I appreciate it uh, but if you are following us on youtube go over to the community tab um you know the day before our live stream i'll always give you guys the opportunity to submit your questions in to be discussed we've got 12 oh we've got 12 questions today guys this would be fun this would be fun so i'm going to go ahead and get through these 12 questions and then maybe we'll jump into some more live chat here for you guys back in the comments later on so let's go ahead and tackle some of this stuff here uh, first question up comes from Zachary. He says, um, do you think that the return of Austin St. John next season could possibly be based off of Shattered Grid? And then my favorite moments from Boom Studio Comics in general. Um, so I don't think it's going to be based off of Shattered Grid as much as I would absolutely love to if it is. Hell yeah, I'll take it. I will certainly take it, but I don't think that it certainly is. As far as my favorite moments from Boom Studio Comics, um, I love the... Well, for me at least, when I first came on board, again, I, I mentioned that my storyline that I jumped on board with was the Grace Sterling. So, one of my great moments, um, seeing the moon battle between Grace Sterling and her Power Ranger team against, what was it, one of the Psycho Rangers, I thought that was a great moment. Um, really powerful in regards to not only showcasing a Red Ranger, but also the lessons that were learned out of that failure unfortunately for zordon so that was one of my favorite moments uh, another one of my favorite moments from especially from shattered grid um just the splash page that we wind up getting of lord draken like shoving um the the sword through tommy's back um i mean i think it's just a, a beautifully drawn shot by uh, daniel de uh, and it's just uh, something that will definitely always stick in my head for sure. So that's definitely one of my moments. Um, another one of my moments, uh, Lauren and Jason from the Shattered Grid crossover event. Um, just their relationship and also getting the opportunity to see Lauren focused, a little, uh, focused on a little bit more since her time after uh, Power Rangers Samurai. Uh, that's always been a character that I definitely would like to see highlighted more. If not live action, then in other forms of media. As a returning Lauren, um, so those are some of my some of my particular favorite moments uh, from Boom Studios uh, as well. I'm sure there's a ton more, but off the top of my head, those are the ones that really stand out to me. Uh, but let me know what you guys think. Do you have any particular favorite moments from the Boom Studio comic books of Power Rangers? Certainly, go go ahead and let me know. But thank you very much, Zachary, for the question. I appreciate it. Uh, Matthew winds up saying, um, so there's been a lot of talk. About Power Rangers adapting the Pat Rangers into being connected to SPD. How do you think they would adapt the Lupin Rangers? Uh, And just a small thought, Power Rangers Vigilantes. I do love the sound of that, Power Rangers Vigilantes. That's pretty cool. Um, How do I think that they would adapt the Lupin Rangers, sort of like the thieves of the series? Well, first off, if they were to do Pat Ranger versus Lupin Ranger, for me, I would think SPD would definitely have to be uh, inspired from that. Um, the Lupin Rangers could maybe have been past uh, SPD agents or past uh, Pat Ranger agents that have gone on to do other things. Or maybe something's happened in their career that's kind of pushed them um, to sort of become these thieves in a sense. So I, I would like if they're going to do the Lupin Ranger side of things, I would like them to be former Rangers um, of whoever the SPD or Pat Ranger Rangers used to be, right? Like either a part of that team or at least a part of that squad in the past, whatever the case may be. Um, but I think that's how they could probably adapt the thieves to the cops or robbers to the cops, sort of uh idea. Uh, but good question, Matthew. Thank you very much for dropping that in here. Johnny Morero's got a couple of questions. He says, Hey Adam, here are my two questions. If Hasbro adapts Zoozher. Do you think there's a chance to see the Beast Morphers cast return in this and get new Ranger Powers or will it be a new cast? I'm loving the cast of Beast Morphers. They rock, especially Roxy. We're getting a lot of Roxy love, man. I, I'm loving all this Liana Ramirez support uh, as well as for Zoe, man. She really shined this week for sure. Uh, both of them did really. Oh, man, this episode was so good. Wasn't this episode 11 really great, guys? You guys keep telling me, Adam, wait till you see how the rest of this series goes. And I'm just thinking to myself, damn, how much, how, how much better can this series get already um, when it feels like it's getting better each and every episode? so. We'll see. But getting back to your question, Johnny Moreau, yes, this cast is a cast that I definitely would love to return. If the is in fact adapted, if zoo is in fact adapted, I would like to see them bring back sort of just the classic team up situation that they used to do in the past right like you had a season of beast morpher or you had a season of power rangers when you moved on to the next season of power rangers you would have a team-up episode that would then team up with the season previous to you so if the next season is adapted into zoo and they also have animals and beasts and things like that i think a team-up with a returning cast of beast morphers would actually fit quite seamlessly right into there i don't necessarily think you need to give them new powers Um, i just think you just bring them back sort of as the beast morphers crew at least for a team up episode so i think we would get an episode i just don't know if they would be like a recurring role in that particular season as much as i would love it um but i would like to see the beast morphers cast return at some point if not as full-fledged Roles, then at least in cameos for a team up. Uh, the second question from Johnny Marrero, he says, "Do you think that Jackie Marchand, who is a, a former writer of Power Rangers, and Ron Wasserman, who I think was the the gentleman who did the the score, the musical like the theme for Power Rangers?" He says, um, do you think that they could return for the Hasbro era of Power Rangers? Because those two were awesome at what they do. Also, if Jackie Marchand and Ron came back for Power Rangers, what adaption would be perfect for them? Q-Ranger? Lupin Ranger? Oh, Q-Ranger, Zuoger, or Lupin Pat? Um, I honestly would like to see them return and I think specifically because of the fact that now that Hasbro has taken over, I do think that if they felt that they had freedom before in the stories that they were able to tell, which for some of their series were really great stories, I think there's, they, they, could, they could even take that extra step forward and really just create a, a ton more of what they're capable of now compared to even back then right like if you had freedom back then in the original Saban era and all throughout to tell these stories imagine the level of freedom that Hasbro would probably give them now in order to be able to do something along those lines so um I, I'm I'm in complete agreement there I would like to see them come back um if I had to make like pick a Uh, A series, I would say Q Ranger. Um, I would like to see them maybe come come back as Q Ranger. I think Ron would be really great at creating some sort of musical score for maybe a space theme or something like that. So um, I could, that would be my recommendation. If they were to ever come back, why not stick them on uh, the Q Ranger adaption? So for sure. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, JB says, what has a couple questions. Um, How do you feel about the constant spoilers from Power Rangers now? So um, I'll I'll ta- I'll tackle that one first. Uh, it drives me crazy. <laughs> if I could be just honest with you guys, it drives me crazy. Look, nothing against Power Rangers now. I mean, look, you, you look, you, you guys run your business however you certainly want to. I, however they want to do that. That's certainly up to them. But I'm just I'm just letting you know as a fan from the outside looking in that personally hates spoilers i cannot stand it i personally cannot stand it i do think that there are several ways that you can go about doing spoilers without it blatantly being in your face right like there have been so many times on twitter that i've gone and scrolled through my news feed on twitter and power rangers now just has clips Like clips clearly playing of future Beast Morpher episodes that are like way down the line, and they're just playing. And granted, granted, in the tweet it does say like BMS spoilers or something like that, but granted, that's all it says. And it's like, hey, check out so and so doing so and so, and then they've got the act. The clip just plays. So it it drives me crazy because then I'm just like, oh, and then I gotta scroll quickly to trying to get past it to avoid it, like. Look, if you want to do clips and stuff, that's fine, but just make it incognito. Like, can I get spoiler warning and then dot dot, 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 and then at the very, very bottom, maybe the clip, or if you have a clip or something like that, attach a link to it, or have a thumbnail that just says Beast more for spoilers, and then the actual link to where you go and see the um the the video or the clip or the images or the synopsis whatever the case may be right but just just have it blatantly in your face it, it kind of it, it honestly throws me off all the time like even if you go to their website right like if you go to the website to go and get your news and things like that it'll be like beast morphers episode 18 spoilers and then it's got like an actual image uh, like of one of the spoilers right there in the article itself so I just think that if you're going to do spoilers, just have a universal thumbnail. That's just a picture of the Beast Morphers, Beast Morphers spoilers, so that people know going into the article exactly what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? But then people that see it up front, they clearly can't see it. If you want spoilers, I feel like you have to dig for your spoilers. So uh, that's just me, though. That's just me. I think you should take a precautionary warning. Look, I... I know some people don't care about spoilers. Some people are are okay with spoilers, and that's fine. That's certainly fine. Just make it more convenient for those that don't want to see spoilers, right? Again, universal thumbnail to represent spoilers, and just attach links to everything. So if you want to get your spoilers, you can still get them, but they're just not slamming people in their faces. So that's that's just my. So to answer your question, JB. It drives me crazy. But hey, that if that's how they want to run their business, more power to them. But I can tell you right now, for a, a fan who doesn't like spoilers, it does make me very hesitant to not, I don't want to say follow them, but it makes me very hesitant to just jump straight to their, to their stuff right away because I almost feel like I have to have blinders on when i'm going through their through their sites now and and it's just unfortunate um jb says what says what do you think hasbro should do with the new movie since they will not be using the 2017 cast oh just give me a complete full-on reboot um i'd say uh, take it one step at a time one movie at a time you know uh, saban and Lionsgate came out and says we've got five sequels y'all five sequels that we want to do and we, they could barely make a, a good one um, or at least a good one that financially paid off for them. So start clean. You know, um, I don't know what, what cast or who, what storyline that they want to have, but just start clean. Lower budget if you can. I know some people are like, no, don't do low. <laughs> financially, do a lower budget film um, so that you can make your money back in case the movie doesn't do well. Uh, like, I don't know. I can't remember how much they spent, but just know $150 million budget. Maybe give me a budget between 75 million to like $90 million. See what you can kind of get away with that. Um, uh, and hopefully make a good enough story and characters to where you can actually make something, uh, some money financially at the end of the day. Uh, And then JB says, what last question? He says, do you notice the skateboard Devin tripped on? It resembled Chase's from Dino Charge. I did not catch that. But if that if that would be fascinating, if that is, in fact, Chase's from Dino Charge, right? Like, what if what if what if Chase has been there the whole entire time? And then he just eventually does pop up in his uh, team up episode later on in season two. And that is actually Chase's skateboard, who certainly knows. I did not catch that. But thank you very much for bringing that to my attention. JB says what? Let's see here. Next question comes from Derek. Hey Derek, thank you very much for uh, popping in and dropping off your question. He says, "What do you think of the prospects of a new real soldier showing up before the end of the series?" Um, I would be okay with that. Um, a part of me was kind of feeling that we might. Um, and the only reason why I was thinking that is because of the character of Nada. Um, I don't quite sure. How, know how nada fits into all this but considering that he was like a former student also in the past um i can see him maybe going on to become a real soldier i would be okay at least with one more real soldier but again th- that certainly won't fix the series but I'll, I'll take another real soldier just because i love extra rangers Um, Zephyr winds up uh, having a question for us to say. He says, hey, Adam, if they do Tokuger for the next season, um, how does the name Power Rangers Rail Runners sound to you? Um, I like the notion of rail. I don't know if it flows off the tongue nicely, though. Power Rangers Rail Runners. Um, I like the idea of using the term rails, though, uh, in this series for sure. Um, I. I'm going to be honest with you guys. The more and more I hear a Tokyujur adaption, I kind of want it. I kind of want it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Mr. Porter says, so with the new DLC announced for the Battle of the Grid video game, I can't help but feel like they chose Daishi and the Shadow Ranger. To... They ch- Oh, wait. But uh, I can't help but feel like they chose uh, daishi and the shadow ranger to try and be like we're sorry we got someone who hates the disney season <laughs> and give off the impression that people who were introduced to power ranger throughout the disney seasons aren't true fans uh here take the ranger who consistently wins fan favorite status when you remove jason and tommy and take a villain who uh who popular from that era oh, see we still care that you're a fan type stuff um i don't that i don't mind like i like uh, yeah, granted, I do feel as though like the Disney era stuff doesn't get a lot of love. I still think that just based off of people's popularity, like I I, I do think you have to almost go off of popularity at first. Like I, I do know that there are a lot of other Rangers that people want to see um, used and utilized. Um, but I think that will come in time. I do think that that certainly will come in time. But I think right now you probably want to go with name recognition um, and fan favorites as of right now. Um, not saying that Disney era doesn't have any because there are certainly a ton of like. Give me, give me. Can I get one of, of Pua as Shane? Like I would love to see Shane uh, up in there if he's not in there already. So, um, is that is that really a thing though? Like is that a thing where people kind of Look down on the Disney era Power Rangers because I actually enjoyed uh, quite a few of them, honestly. Uh, And then Mr. Porter says, and I found the way to put to words the difference between the Transformers comics and Power Rangers comics. And it's this, Uh, the difference between Autobot Megatron and killing Tommy with Autobot Megatron stuck and affected the story up until the end of the comic um, then when Tommy was killed he was brought back not even a year later and they completely wiped out that event so in short both do, both doing things which can be seen as publicity stunts but one sticks to them and the other doesn't <clears throat> huh i get i get what you're saying i totally understand that um that would that would thro- throw me off for sure mr porter right there's like there's nothing worse than Doing something and retconning and taking it back, uh, acting like nothing happened. But I've, to that, I will say something did happen, though, right? Like the events did take place to where even in the comic books now, like the Blue Emissary and Gogo Power Rangers is now flooding Jason's mind with all the events that actually took place, thus. Affecting his mentality, thus creating the Omega Rangers, thus creating the, the the peace conference that we all know and love, right? So, to me, retconning or acting like something didn't exist would be like we're completely acting like this doesn't exist and then we don't acknowledge it ever again. But Power Rangers isn't doing that, if that makes sense. Um So I can understand how that can be annoying. Like I can understand where you're getting at, Mr. Porter, for sure. Uh, But for me, at least, for me, it doesn't bother me just because, like, Power Rangers are still focusing on it, right? Like it's still they're still dealing with the ramifications of what happened in Shattered Grid. So it's not like it didn't happen because the the grid is back together, but it's splintered. Right, so the ramifications can be felt just because some people don't remember it doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, so ramifications certainly are still st- certainly are still being felt. But I love the way that you break that down, Mr. Porter, because um, I'm pretty sure there are quite a few people that definitely um, are in agreement with you and, and can, can definitely uh, understand your opinion. Um, so you're definitely probably not wrong in that regards whatsoever. So I definitely value your opinions. Thank you very much for kind of clarifying that up for me, Mr. Porter. I appreciate it. Um, Lupin Green says, uh, Hey man, I, have you heard the rumors of Power Rangers coexisting in the Transformers universe for crossover movies? Me personally, I think Power Rangers shouldn't be a shared universe with anything as is, PR has a ton of characters and a ton of good stories and I don't feel that there's a necessity to have anything outside of Power Rangers in order for it to succeed. I would still watch it if it were to be true, but I would rather it wasn't the case. And Lupin Green, thank you very much for bringing that up because this does kind of bring attention. Uh, a conversation that I had with one of my other uh, co-workers here at A Plus Opinions for uh, Reggie over on our Facebook page. So Paramount and Hasbro... Uh, there are rumors going out there that they're trying to create sort of this gigantic gigantic cinematic universe. Right now, Hasbro and Paramount are working on a Snake Eyes spinoff film, possibly even a G.I. Joe movie. Um, Look, we've already gotten Bumblebee from Hasbro and Paramount, right? kind of refreshing up the Transformers universe a little bit. Um, They also have uh, announced that they're going to be doing a Micronauts Uh, movie as well that they're going to be trying to push forward with that also and then of course we've got power rangers also so could we be getting ourselves a hasbro cinematic universe Um, those are some of the rumors that are going around that they maybe want to kind of fit some of these franchises together so that means we could get ourselves a transformers and power ranger crossover event again these are simply rumors okay but he bring Lupin Ring brings up a great point. He says, Me personally, I think Power Rangers shouldn't be a shared universe with anything. And I'm kinda of in agreement with Lupin Green here. Um, it's I think Power Rangers is such a big franchise. We've got twenty-five years of great uh storytelling, great characters, just a gold mine of things that can really be tapped into when it comes to Power Rangers. So I don't need a cinematic universe whatsoever. Uh, I would very much rather have power ranger be its own separate entity i mean look granted look i I know right now we live in a time where it seems as though everything has to be a cinematic universe in order for it to succeed or be popular by any stretch of the imagination and i don't think that's true i'm there are sometimes when i miss just solo films that aren't connected to anything just going out there good characters and good storytelling just give me that If you want to give me a universe of anything give me a power ranger universe i don't need power rangers to now team up with transformers bringing some g i just feel as though that would just be a, a giant ball of mess now if they maybe wanted to do one crossover movie then I might be okay with that. But if you're gonna do that, you gotta establish these universes by themselves first. Can I get a couple GI Joe movies first please? Can I get a couple Transformer movies first? Can I get like two or three power Ranger movies first their own stories And then if Hasbro wants to kind of connect them together for one giant crossover that's fine but I don't need I I, I don't need connections to each other previous to that. So I'm in agreement with you, Lupin Green. I think Power Rangers is such a rich and gold mine filled franchise. You got twenty-five years of stuff that you can you can you can do it to just do it. So yeah, I'm in agreement with you. Gimme Power Rangers solo. Uh, if you can. Uh, And then Lupin Green has one more question. He says, this episode had a moment that would have been perfect to have a solo morph, but instead it was an instamorph. How do you feel about solo morphs? Do you think they're necessary or are you cool with no solo morphs and instead only having group instamorphs? So I'm assuming the episode moment that you're maybe referring to is maybe when um, Zoe gets her morpher back and has and, and, and morphs by herself um in that regards i'm okay with just the the brief sort of solo morph right like she changes and then it's just the cloud like the whirlwind tornado the rabbit and then boom it's super quick i'm okay based off of whatever the situation is like if if all season if it was all just the quick morph i wouldn't be the biggest fan of it so i do like when they do the group morphs and each person gets their own time to kind of shine the, el- the elaborate work behind a morph is something that i always am intrigued to kind of see how the costumes actually get onto these characters so i'm okay with it but i do love me some epic solo morphs too so i just feel missed opportunity but when i go back and rewatch the scene I- i'm okay i'm okay with the instant morph that we wind up getting for sure uh doomsday says is it just me or does roxy get more and more beautiful the more uh, beast morphers carries on uh it's not just you no it's not just you Uh, let's see here um jessica friedman has a question what goes into picking a super sentai to make into power rangers and what do producers look for when casting power rangers and why did Austin take so long after Wild Force to come back? Because I think the new Red Rangers would have gotten a kick out of meeting the OG Red Rangers. So in regards to Austin St. John, the reason why it took him so long, he actually uh, worked overseas as an EMT during the war. Um, I don't know if he was a full-fledged like Army vet or not, but he definitely went over, uh, helped out his country for sure. Um, definitely went over was a medic during that particular time saw some crazy stuff while he was certainly over there we had an interview with Jason or Austin St. John back in like 2014 or so if I'm not mistaken uh, where he talked a little bit about that and really the transition of being over in the Middle East and having to kind of get used to being back sort of in the states if that makes sense after being gone for so long so he was MIA he was like off the radar for quite some time due to his uh, doing due to his work overseas as an EMT. Um, so now he's back Uh, he's been back since 2014 if I'm not mistaken Um, even at the convention that he was at in 2014 he said that he was in talks with Saban to go ahead and do something but I guess something just unfortunately just didn't come up and he found a really great opportunity with Hasbro that it seemingly had a great idea that uh, Austin was completely on board with and uh, it wind up bringing him back so maybe this brings uh, Austin back into the fold maybe we'll get a couple more cameos from him certainly in the future so good question question there, Jessica. In regards to what goes into picking a Super Sentai, um, I really don't know. Uh, I think for me, at least at the end of the day, I I think companies probably would look at potential for income, um, especially when it comes to toy sales. Um, Hasbro being a toy company itself probably looks at these um, uh, adaptions and are thinking to themselves, these particular Zords, these costumes, these weapons, can we manufacture them and push them enough to be uh, You know, for us to be able to make money off of them in a sense. So I do think that that has a lot to do with how they pick and choose. Uh, and then just really, I guess, the idea of what storylines um, that they could probably adapt or certainly pull from them. Like I really would love to kind of sit down on just uh, like a roundtable discussion with some of these producers and writers and kind of ask those questions and kind of figure things out just to kind of see how they go about adapting something and what really kind of catches their eye into why they want to adapt something. So I do think toy lines, uh, toy sales is probably a big one. And then probably also visually, like how stunning it would look uh, uh, on screen and to some of the cast and, and to the people that view it at home. So a uh, good question, Jessica, for sure. As far as what they look for in casting the Power Rangers, I don't know. I might have to ask Liana that question or what she thinks that they certainly ask. Um, and then we have a couple more questions here. Uh, Sexy Ford sent in four questions. I did say three questions, Sexy Ford. So I'm only going to answer three questions at a time. Uh, so let me see if, if there are any questions in here. Um, at New York City Comic Con, do you think Hasbro will unveil more faces for the upcoming team up? Ooh, you know that's a good question. I will say, ooh, yes, I will say yes. Um, I would not be surprised if we have a couple of surprises from New York City Comic Con. Um, so yes, I I think we'll if we don't get more. Faces or yeah, I think we might get maybe one or maybe one like one more face or name revealed, um, or maybe even like a brand new look, little teaser clip would be great. Um, so yeah, I do think we might get something, uh, but that's just me assuming. Um, let me see. Uh, Sexy also says Hasbro made right choice by entering. By using Enter's Go Buster red ripoff suit for Blaze early in the show, including Escape suit for Roxy, but repainting yellow to mirror Zoe since both suits aren't used until second half of Go Busters. So much brand new footage for the production crew to use, which is awesome. Yeah, a ton of excuse me, a ton of original footage for sure um, has gone into the series so far. Uh, so I'm hoping I'm hoping the original footage that they used. Um, is really paying dividends for Hasbro. Like, I'm hoping that they're clearly seeing that people are enjoying more and more of the original footage as it goes forward. Um, if JDF were to return for a future Power Rangers series like Q-Ranger, the theme should be martial arts because it fits Tommy, uh, JDF's persona. Uh, and it could... Uh, and. It be would be very weird for him to take a new career change. Uh, Dino Thunder made sense for him. The race car driver for Tommy was just random and just too uh, and just to match Red Ranger in a Car Ranger. Um well isn't he a doctor? Isn't he Dr. Tommy Oliver still? He is he still got his PhD as a doctor, doesn't he? <laughs> in something or another. Uh, but, yeah, I would like to see um, a focus once again on, on martial arts for sure. So if he comes back, um, if, if that were the case, I would be completely okay with that. Uh, but that looks like that is all the questions and comments uh, that you guys certainly had over there. So, guys, thank you very much uh, for uh, everything that you wind up uh, putting in today. Uh, all your questions, as always. I love discussing this stuff with you. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, we probably got a few minutes left here. I'm probably just gonna jump into here get some quick comments for you guys. let me see what we got Mm-mm-mm. uh Gabriel says I would love for Hasbro to resurrect other power Ranger. Uh, spin-offs of yesteryear like VR Troopers, Big back Beetleborgs, hell, even rebooted Mask Rider and adapted the new season of Common Rider. Um, I would love to see the adaptation of the new season of Common Rider for sure. Um, and then if I were to pick uh, any of the spin-offs from yesteryear, uh, give me VR Troopers. Uh, who knows? Maybe we could use that VR system that was in Beast Morphers. We just use that VR system as a spin-off here in the future for VR Troopers. Uh, look, I just I, and I think somebody mentioned to this asked this question in last week episode also here at a plus more phenomenal uh which one i would like to see a return of and it would be vr troopers considering the day and age that we live in where vr is 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 like one of the new biggest things for video gaming right now um i i I would do a vr troopers if they were to go ahead and do that uh james uh winds up saying uh zoe and roxy are awesome and amazing and beautiful yeah we we've got some zoe and roxy fans in the house for sure guys I, i love your support for these ladies Um, James says, does Jacqueline, the actress who plays Zoe, have a YouTube channel? I don't think she has a YouTube channel, but she definitely has an Instagram. And I can tell you, check out her Instagram. She puts up some great photos and some amazing, amazing videos of her. I mean, you really get to see just the character that is Jacqueline. I mean, her her personality is just full on out there. Uh, It's hard not to like somebody like Jacqueline, uh, who just seems like she's got just a ball of energy as, as respectful and sweet as they come but she definitely knows how to entertain and definitely uh enjoy life to the fullest so check out her instagram uh if you get the chance i think the, the only people that i know right now that have youtube channels from this cast is liana and jasmine if i'm not mistaken um the rest i'll have to do some more research on though Uh, Ford, uh, sexy Ford says, I definitely would like Jackie and Ron to come back for the Hasbro era. I know Ron was not allowed to come back and pass Disney and Neil Saban eras because of song leaks. Ah, well that kind of sucks. I did not know that whatsoever. That does suck. Uh, tony robinson says power rangers now can't spoil me because i've seen the whole season <laughs> yeah see well you certainly have nothing to certainly worry about that's for sure um yeah for me on the other hand i'm just like this is me when i'm on twitter now i'm like oh huh, huh. that's how that's i'm pretty sure that's how I, i'm on my twitter now these days uh, Sexy force says yeah, I hate when PR now keeps putting out spoilers. I saw a glimpse of the season finale and I was like, nope Nope, I'm closing this app. Yeah, that's that's the same me I'm like nope nope scrolling through my feed, trying to get it out of my view. So yeah, I, I completely understand for sure uh, Gabriel says I know Gabriel says I know this won't happen, um, but I would like the new movie to focus on another era of uh, Of Power Rangers besides Mighty Morphin Uh, they have 26 years of stories to work with I will say this I do think that if the Lionsgate movie was in fact successful uh, we would have gotten to that particular point Gabriel Uh, again it it was probably easily successful for me and I think successful for most of the fans but as far as the general public goes uh, financially it just certainly wasn't the success that they were certainly hoping for but if it was um, then yes I'm pretty sure we would have gotten other teams certainly focused on but now it's like hitting a refresh button. So now we're gonna have, I feel as though we're probably gonna have to start all over again, um, so, but hopefully Hasbro has big plans and hopefully we'll get some other iterations besides Mighty Morphin going forward. Uh, Tony Robinson says Hasbro is doing their own Power Ranger movies. Uh, Yes, he certainly uh, they certainly are Um, no details yet in regards to that movie yet or when production is supposed to start. Uh, They've just mentioned that they do have in mind to do a Power Ranger movie. Uh, Tony Robinson says "Uh, Power Rangers Rail Rescue. Um, I do like that. I do like that Rail Rescue going off of uh, the 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 rail phrase that we that we just used also. So I, I do like that a lot. Uh, Gabriel says, "I forgot to mention Adam that I also started watching Real Soldier. And while I admit that it's probably the weakest of the Sentai I've seen so far, it does have its fair share of fun moments. Gabriel, you are a brave soul, my friend. Um, <laughs> um I don't know if Real Soldier is a season that I would recommend for first-time Super Sentai. Um, but the fact that you've at least gotten some other Super Sentai under your belt that you at least know or at least can recognize what good Sentai is now. Um, so yeah, so." L- when it comes to real soldier, again, there are some brief moments of fun and some really great elements to some of the characters that I am fond of. But as far as like an overarching story, um, uh, a lot of depth chemistry character development it's really lacking in a lot of areas but i will say the action is just superb along with the zord battles as their zord for real soldier has one of the most maneuverable zords i've ever seen and i and now now i'm spoiled because now i need every zord to be treated just like the one in real soldier so there are some fun moments but good luck to you good luck to you gabriel in regards to that for sure Uh, Sexy Four says, ASJ, uh, Austin St. John, must be anxious for the team up to air. Um, I got to think that he probably is, right? It's been a minute since he's been on TV or acting in any capacity like that. So uh, I got to think he's got some sort of like – Uh, butterflies um really probably in anticipation to see how the power ranger fandom will react to seeing his return and things like that so i'm super pumped like regardless if he sucks (laughs) like regardless if he sucks the fact that he's back i'm i'm gonna give him praise and just be happy for him to be honest with you Uh, Mr. Porter says, see, I agree. PR, Power Rangers, can stand by itself. However, I think a shared movie universe will make it unique from the TV show and Transformers. And G.I. Joe has more characters and Transformers is bigger than PR. Yeah, Transformers, I think, as a franchise, is definitely bigger uh, than Power Ranger. And and again, it's it's one of those things where it's like, I'm okay with one crossover movie. Like, if they all want to take place in the same universe that's fine but i don't need there to be connections like i don't need power rangers to reference hey did you see that autobot battle two weeks ago like i don't i don't need those type of references or hints that they're connected um if hasbro eventually just wanted to do one gigantic crossover then i would be fine but i i do think power rangers can stand on its own and so i would rather have uh at least one uh at least a couple of power ranger movies before we get into that Uh, Lupin Green says, did you continue watching Zero One? Uh, Yes. So I have continued watching Zero One. Um, I did not watch episode four yet. Um, I think I started to watch episode number four um, where they're trying to really find out the truth about what happened with the human gears um, into was it daybreak town. I believe it was the name of the town uh, that the. Uh, gigantic accident wind up happening in um so i'm i'm really enjoying this season of zero one honestly um from the was it rushing cheetah or something like that like the the cost bro guys the costume designs for common rider are off the charts off the charts um as much as I look, Fua, um, Fua like, I, I always love a guy who's got an attitude problem when it comes to our heroes, right? Like, I always love just the arrogant, cocky, just mean dude. That's a good guy also. And Fua, he's almost like a, an anti-hero in a sense. Um, I, I I just love his attitude. His costume looks amazing as the as one of the writers. Uh, and then his partner, I can't remember her name, but uh, she's got the cheetah one. Pfft, man. That is a badass costume. If I was to cosplay as anybody, it would probably be one of those two from uh, from Common Rider. But um, but yeah, zero one's really continuing to impress me each and every day. Uh, but again, I- I'm fascinated to find out more about the secrets uh, about what happened in Break. Uh, was it Daybreak Town? I-, I could be saying it wrong. Uh, Sailor says, "What do you think?" When do you think the parents will return? I think they should be in the show just a little bit more since their kids are risking their lives constantly and they are not reacting as much. Um, so in regards to the parents, I would like to see the mayor, mayor come back. I would like to see him pop up and maybe a couple more episodes. Um, yeah, I, I hope hopefully the parents will, in fact, return. Yeah, look. You I mean, every once in a while we kind of get I don't want to say filler episodes, but. I feel as though they could probably seamlessly kind of throw them in there if they want to. So I'm hoping that we haven't seen the last of the parents at all. Uh, Sexy Ford says, what do you think of a skateboard or motocross Sentai Power Ranger theme? I would be okay with that. I think that would be kind of unique um, to do, quite frankly. So, yeah, count me in for that. I like that. Oh, yes, and Ford also brings up, since you guys were asking about YouTube channels, Brennan Mejia, um, who played Tyler in Dino Charge, he does also have his own uh, YouTube channel, uh, and he, uh, he also does reviews for Beast Morphers. I think when we first started doing reviews for Beast Morphers, I did go ahead and mention that, because I did read, uh, I did watch a couple of his reviews, so it is always pretty neat to kind of see him... Um, to see a former ranger reviewing a current series of power rangers that it's so odd to me but it's so cool at the same time honestly just to get a fresh faces perspective of a series you know and tony robinson says when do you think we'll see more seasons take place in rpm and dino charge universes um i don't know Uh, that's a good question tony i really don't know Um, I mean, considering that we really haven't planted where this takes place in the universe, right? Like, well, I mean, I guess we can kind of tell when this this series kind of takes place or uh, considering the fact of what the mayor has name dropped in the past. It's probably easy to kind of get an idea of what universe we're dealing with, but. Um, I don't know. I I would have to see again. This is just Hasbro's very first series that they're doing of handling Power Rangers. Um, who knows if they even want to revisit something like that, or or another universe, or maybe bring those characters into our universe that we're currently in. You know, so I'm not quite sure. Uh, Zachary says Austin Saint John is appearing at the Necessary Evil panel. That's crazy, man. That's so cool. See if you can see if you can go ahead and meet Austin if you haven't had the opportunity to do so. I'm assuming that probably means he'll also have a booth. Uh, or at least like maybe even a little panel of his own um, or at least a booth for sure. So definitely get a photo and autograph uh, if you definitely can, Zachary. So that's cool. I'm glad that he's going to be popping up at the panel also. Uh, Gabriel says, I honestly prefer Zero One to Real Soldier. Uh, Me as well. Um, I mean, the the four episodes of uh, Zero One have been better, honestly, than 25 episodes of Real Soldier this year, and that's saying a lot for sure. Um, not Ultra says, if Real Soldier was adapted, would you like it to take place in the Dino Charge universe? Um, that's a good question. Um yeah, why not? Why not? Uh let's let's continue with the the the, the dinosaur theme um in in the dino charge universe. Uh, I would be down with that. Uh Mr. Porter says the ID w um hasbro universe was great so i would like to see a shared universe and the transformers are robots in the and gi joe's is military so um, they don't have to interact straight away yeah if they don't interact straight away that's fine M- my thing was just be build them up on their own individual merits first and then if you want to bring them in in a universe that's fine but you've got so much content for power rangers and transformers and gi joe's Focus on doing that first, right? Because uh, listen, again, we've we've had Saban and Lionsgate come out and say we've got five to seven pre uh, sequels for you guys lined up right away. And that didn't happen, right? We also had Universal who came out a couple years ago and was like, guys, we've got this huge monster universe that we're going to be creating from Dracula to Frankenstein to Mummy. We've got all these all these movies we're going to be doing, guys. We, we we, got the whole entire cast lined up for like five or six movies. The first movie we're going to have is Tom Cruise and the Mummy and the Mummy comes out and it sucks, and you know what happens all their plans for the monster universe just goes to crap and they can't use any of it anymore so i i, I get the rumors i get the rumors and i get the idea of a fun potential idea of a transformers power ranger crossover event but baby steps let's just take some baby steps to get to that point and then i'll be completely on board but you're right mr porter the idw hasbro universe just comic books and comic book wise is pretty stellar so i can see especially people that follow those comics or that that line uh, i can definitely see how they would definitely want a crossover event so hopefully we'll get one hopefully we get one but i think establish our characters first uh not ultra says um oh we do have a couple it looks like a, a couple of uh uh, zero one comments in here i love character interactions between fua and aruto uh, and he says i got to think that yua had alternate al- alternate motivations based on her giving fua the progress key unauthorized Ooh, that's interesting the fact that you think that she gave it to him with other motivations behind it interesting i'll have to i'll have to catch up i do need to go ahead and actually watch uh episode four this week and five as well uh, Doomsday says, I completely forgot to mention that Zero One was also my first time watching a Common Rider series. Hey, you and me both, Doomsday. Well, I, I did try and watch Common Rider game, G-A-I-M. But uh, unfortunately, I-, I got like two or three episodes into it and it just didn't hook me like Zero One did. But Zero One's got my full attention, man. Uh, and so, yeah, Doomsday, I'm in agreement with you. Uh, it's, it's, it's right up there for me as my first. I, I like to consider this my first time watching a Common Rider series because I do have plans on watching the entire series. Uh, Sexy 4 says, I think the Rangers don't need secret identities or just let everyone know their secret besides steel walking around in space team were the first ones to reveal themselves to the public, which was a great and honestly one of still one of my favorite moments. Uh, from the neo, from the, the, the original Saban era um, is just the reveal to the public of their secret identities, right? Like when the world is in the balance, when you've got Andros fighting for the life of Zordon and you've got our Rangers who were fighting f- for their lives to protect the universe and they're they're battered and they're beaten and they're bruised and it comes to the point where it's like screw this man we got to save humanity at all costs regardless of our identities being revealed and everybody gets the opportunity to witness who these characters are and 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 more for the for the first time and, and, and that was such an epic epic moment um that that's one thing that i love about the idea of secret identities if used properly um but yeah when you've got steel and beast morphers just walking around aimlessly when nobody else has robots it's almost kind of clear like yeah you guys are beast morphers you guys are beast morphers Uh, what's up sj hey sj boiling uh has popped in he says hello the names uh sj been a fan for a long time well sj i appreciate you being a fan and most importantly i appreciate you actually coming into the live chat today so shout out to you sj uh for joining the crew i appreciate it uh let's see here mr porter says bumblebee is meant to be the start of the hasbro movie universe uh yes it certainly is i think they're doing it fantastically well so far to be honest with you And then Sexy Force says General Burke's actor appeared in Ninja Storm as a douche businessman. (laughs) Well, hey, I I just look more power to General Burke uh, and the actor that portrays him. I just I, I haven't liked the way that they've utilized him so so far. As like the blumbering big idiot in a sense. So, I, I you know, I'm, we'll see how they use him differently going forward. Tony Robinson says, I could see Jason telling Nate, you remind me of a friend of mine. Uh, yeah, that would be a really great moment. I just really would like to see moments. Uh, I would just like to see moments um, of leadership from Austin to Devin Uh, or Nate or whatever the case may be. I I would like to see just those particular moments uh, where they get down to business. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, so yeah, Hey, you know, if you're, if you're ASJ, if you're Jason, the OG Ranger, you have to give, you have to give this new, uh, Um, new generation of Power Rangers, some sort of advice so they can be as incredible as the Mighty Morphin Power Ranger team for sure. But guys, that is everything for us here today. Uh, We're pushing two hours solid. Uh, Got some really great questions in from you guys. I hope you guys love these live streams. Uh, Be honest with me, guys. Be honest with me. Is an hour and a half to two hours of a live stream too long for you guys on the weekend? Or do you guys really love just the idea of having a live stream? Going over all the weekly stuff, no matter how long it takes, and then get into Power Ranger talk for the weekend. Let me know uh, if you like the time length for these live streams, uh, and we'll kind of kind of go from there in a sense. So, um, but definitely let me know what you guys think. But hey, as always, guys, I love enjoying my weekends with you guys here. Each and every Saturday, we will in fact be back next weekend again at noon. On Saturday, so go ahead and mark your calendars. Uh, we'll certainly be back to go ahead and break down the next week's episode of Beast Morphers for you guys, along with any news uh, that drops uh, as well throughout the week. But guys, thank you very much, each and every one of you. Again, if you want to go ahead and also follow us on our. Uh, social media, you can certainly go ahead and do so right here at A Plus Opinions. We are on Facebook, we are on Twitter, and we are on Instagram. Uh, you can check us out there. And we also are doing podcasts of this show. We're ripping the audio and posting them in podcast form for you guys. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, uh, Anchor, uh, Google, and Apple uh, Apple Podcasts as well. Um, and uh, once that's up, I'll go ahead and put a link to the audio only at least, uh, in the description box below for you guys as well. But hey, guys, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourself and each other. Uh, And until next week, guys, may the power protect you, and I'll talk to you later. Real so cool!